Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harvin, Senior Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and we are back. It is Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. We had a lot of football to talk about. We're going to be deciphering the Senior Bowl. I want to say the Pro Bowl, but I just can't. That is, I'm going to talk about the Pro Bowl in a second, but I, I just can't. The Senior Bowl, we will be breaking down probably ad nauseum until the, the scouting combine comes up. Uh, and then also... There's a lot of news with the Steeler fans. Uh, Steeler Nation has some big news coming up. Uh, it was on Sunday, and we'll get into some of that news here as well. But what I want to talk about eventually uh, on this podcast after the news is the Steelers' approach to this offseason. It cannot be short-sighted. They have to think about the long term. They have to think about the end game. They cannot think about just this short-sighted, have this short-sighted approach to the 2022 season. It could be a disaster for the long term, and we're going to get into all that. Before we do all that and talk about any news, all that good stuff, I want to mention, as I always do, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And on top of that, wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers, Behind the Steel Curtain, subscribe, follow. We are everywhere, everywhere. Search those two terms, and you'll find us. Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. And those last two, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on those platforms, please give us a five-star rating. We appreciate it. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a good comment, and I will read all those good comments on Friday shows. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Our fans are the best. My Ride or Die crew is the best, no doubt about it. And let's get right to the news. The big news. 
the, the big news, it wasn't the Senior Bowl. It wasn't the Pro Bowl. Of course it wasn't the Pro Bowl. It was the fact that it became sourced, reported that the Steelers are going to be giving the defensive coordinator position, as we all knew, to Terrell Austin. Uh, yes, they brought in other people. Yes, they toyed with maybe getting an outside hire. If we all knew this was going to happen. I, there are some fans who are like, oh, this sucks. I can't believe I think Terrell Austin is going to do a fantastic job if he is allowed to do his job. Let me make that very clear. I'll say it again. I think Terrell Austin is going to be a fantastic defensive coordinator for the Steelers if he is allowed to actually run his system. So I'm not here to say that, you know, Mike Tomlin was, you know, a micromanager of Keith Butler or, or whatnot. I feel like the Steelers are going to look, it's going to look a little different on defense. They still have some hires to make outside linebackers coach. And and by the way, this has not been made official. It has not been made official. Uh, you know, th- there was a lot of speculation, especially when the New York Giants supposedly put in a request to interview Austin for their defensive coordinator position. Now, remember, last season, uh, after 2020, going into 2021, it was the Tennessee Titans that actually did interview Terrell Austin for their defensive coordinator job. He did not get it obviously. And now the New York Giants, and I wrote this article for the website early on Sunday morning, and it was all about how once the Giants put in that request, it forced the Steelers to tip their hands. Now, I'm not sure why they were taking so long to make this decision. I really don't. If this had been your guy, you brought in external candidates, you followed all the proper protocols, and you probably gave some guys that were interviewed a good shot at maybe coming in and shocking you. Whatever. They were taking their time, and then the Giants say, well, we want to interview Austin for defensive coordinator. Okay, so what are the Steelers going to do? They have to show their hand. They have to put their cards on the table. And if they would have said, sure, you can interview him, get ready, he's gone because the external candidate's going to get hired. If they say, no, we're not going to let you do that because why? We're going to hire him. And that's what happened. I wasn't shocked. I'm actually, I was actually happy that the Giants did that because finally it's like, okay, you know, I want to say the the term, but I don't want to, you know, you know what, or get off the pot. Like, I feel like that's what it is with the Steelers with Austin. Either pull the trigger and hire him, promote him to the defensive coordinator job, or don't. One or the other, make the move. They finally did. Hopefully, it'll become official on Monday, and we'll be able to move on and hopefully see some other hires. For instance, are they going to replace Austin's old position as the senior defensive assistant slash secondary coach? We know they're going to have to bring in another outside linebackers coach. You will start to see some pieces falling into place, and that should be happening coming up here either today, Monday, or on Tuesday or Wednesday early this week. I would expect that news to break. Let's talk about the Pro Bowl, shall we? What a flipping joke. Now, Deontay Johnson scored a touchdown. TJ Watt did TJ Watt things, but I'm so sick of this game. I've been saying this for years. I feel like the NFL, they are so smart. And they are actually, believe it or not, so in tune to their fans, you would think that they would say, we are going to put together something that's going to be different. We are going to put together something that's going to be unique and something that the fans are going to be able to kind of, they want to check it out. And I know that they'll point to the ratings and say that the Nielsen ratings show that people are watching. And I'm not going to argue that. People will watch. It's football. They love football. I still think because the game is just so bad. They're literally just, they're they're playing two-hand touch. They're not taking players to the ground. Um, It's just horrible. 
in my opinion, I think it would be so much more fun. Screw the stuff leading up. They want to do the whole Pro Bowl week and play dodgeball. No, scrap all that, and let's have a Sunday that is from morning until afternoon, nothing but really interesting stuff. So do the strongest man competition. To get these linemen, put 225 on there. How many times can you rep it out? Let's see it. That'd be fun. Also, let's see the 40-yard dash. They kind of did that, but no one was really trying. See if you can get some participants that actually want to give it a go and let them do that. Quarterbacks, I want to see the quarterback challenge. Put the blue chalk on the football. Get those golf carts moving with the targets on them, and let's see him chuck some pigskins. It would be more interesting than what we're watching. But the culminating event, what that would be is a flag football game, and let let them have fun with this game. And what I said earlier, I'll say it again. Let Cam Hayward be quarterback for a series. Let someone else be quarterback. I did see in the Pro Bowl the Diggs brothers were going against one another with Stefan Diggs on defense. And that's interesting and stuff, but when you're in pads and it's not really tackle football, it just loses something. Put them in flags. No one's expecting tackling. So take it out of the game. They would be able to have fun. It would be more appealing to the fan base. And I think it would be overall a better event. I talked with Michael Beck on Friday. If you missed that podcast, go back and check it out. And we talked about how the NHL has done that. They're, they used to have a an all-star game that was really high scoring, but it just wasn't the same because no one played defense very similar to what the NFL went through. And they said, you know what? Let's just scrap it. Let's just do three-on-three hockey. Open ice, high scoring, no defense. Let's go. And it is a million times better. I mean a million times times better. So will the NFL learn? I doubt it, but we'll see. So there you have some news and my thoughts on the Pro Bowl. I'm glad I don't have to talk about this for another year. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. As they always said growing up, they always said that Wheeling and even where I live now in Maryland is a meat and potatoes town. That's what they always say. You know, this is a, they don't want the fancy stuff. They want their meat and potatoes. That's what they want. So let's get to that part of the podcast. The headline in the title is the Steelers can't take a short-sighted approach to the offseason. Okay, they cannot take a short-sighted approach to the offseason. We're going to get into scenarios, some scenarios in the second half of this podcast where what are they going to do, how are they going to handle things. Now, in case you didn't notice, let's talk about the cap space. Everyone's talking about how much cap space the Steelers have. It's just under $40 million, I believe. Looked at overthecap.com earlier this week, wrote the article for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. The Steelers, as of right now, sit at 10th in the National Football League in most cap space available. And someone, like, well, I thought they were leading the NFL. No, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars have like $60 million in cap space, some ludicrous number. The Bengals, believe it or not, have a lot of cap space this offseason as well. The Steelers are second in the AFC North. I want to say the Browns are third and the Ravens are fourth. I think the Ravens only have about $8 million in cap space. The worst are the Saints. I think the Saints are something like 60-some million over the cap. They're going to have to really make some tough cuts, and try to figure out how they're going to manage that. That I, I don't even want to think about that. For once, the Steelers have a good amount of cap space. But you have to remember, they don't have a lot of players under contract right now. This is something that Dave Schofield always brings up as well when we talk about cap space. You know, these free agents that they have, well, they're going to have to make a decision on them probably first. Who do they want to sign? Who do they want to let go? Last season, yeah, they, they signed Cam Sutton right away, and they – made some moves with some money in voidable years and all that. But that was so different with the salary cap going down, with the Steelers and the NFL 
being under uh, over the cap. They had to make moves and adjustments to get cap compliant. That's not going to be the case this year. They are going to have some space. But you think about the free agents that unrestricted free agents on this team. I'll read you the list. Joshua Dobbs, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Ray-Ray McLeod, Eric Ebron, Kalen Balage, Trey Turner, Chooks Okorafor, B.J. Finney, Montrevious Adams, Taco Charlton, Joe Hayden, Akella Witherspoon, Arthur Millette, Terrell Edmonds, and Miles Killebrew. So when you think about all of those people, and I'm not even getting into restricted free agents or exclusive rights free agents, when you think about all of those players, well, that's a good chunk of your 53-man roster from this past season. So yeah, you're going to be showing a lot of cap space when you those players are not going to count towards next season's salary cap number. So when you think about not having a lot of players under contract, it inflates that number. It makes you think that you have a ton of space. It's going to go quick. But they still have to make sure that they are doing a couple things. Number one, you sign the players that you want. Okay, number two, you can create more cap space. And this is something Michael Beck has talked about on his live mic podcast. He's also written the article for Behind the Steel Curtain. And I know Dave Schofield will dive even deeper into this once he's done with his exit interview with articles. And that is how much space can they create by releasing certain players or redoing contracts. Like Joe Schobert tops the list. I want to say if they were to cut him, he they would save over $7 million in cap space. I think Zach Banner, if they cut him, would save $5 million in cap space. Do the simple math, folks. I suck at math, and I can still do that. It's over $12 million you would be adding to that total. So the Steelers are going to have to create some more space. That way, when they sign their own players, they're they're still going to have some wiggle room in terms of going out and signing free agents from the street. And even though that space is going to go quickly, they need to be really, really smart with their money. They need to be really smart with their money. And I think back in the past, and Kevin Colbert, and this is, we know he's going to retire after the draft, but he's still calling the shots up until that point. I think about some really smart um, you know, free agent signings that they've made. Go, you know, I'm talking about the Colbert era. That goes all the way back to Cower. And they've made some really good moves. They need to really hit on a few. Uh, you want to avoid the Morgan Burnett's, the Ladarius Greens, and you want to really try to get some – Really good signings. I, I stand by Steven Nelson was a good signing. Even though he didn't last, I think he would have stayed if it weren't for the salary cap decreasing and his cap pit being so so high. You go back to Jeff Hardings, the center. You could talk about James Ferrier. If they can find some of these types of players, and yeah, I'm, I'm saying the big names. I get it. I really do. I understand I'm saying some big names in terms of Steelers history and free agent signings, but the cap space that they have, they're going to have to manage it well, but think about again the title. It can't be short-sighted. So they've been they've been in love with these two to three-year contracts. That's fine, but make sure that you're thinking about the long term. Think about the long term. I'm trying to avoid the one-year deal. I don't need a one-year player. I want players that are going to come in for at least two to three years that can really help show themselves and help this team get better. Then you go to free agency in itself. You want to avoid, in my opinion, that aging veteran unless that player is going to be caught, gotten at the right price. Think about someone like Joe Hayden. You know, if that's someone that the Steelers know very, very well. If Joe Hayden, at the end of his career, it says, I'll give you all two more years and I'm going to give you all a really good discount. I'm talking about 8 million guaranteed for 2 years. You're only going to count 4 million on the books. 
Do I think he would sign that contract? Not unless no one else is interested. But if he would, I'd make that deal. I have no interest in being a team that goes out and gets a high-priced veteran that is not going to last. Again, don't be short-sighted with this offseason. Think about the long term. Think about after 2022. Are you going to have these players? I don't want one-year contracts. Just said it. I'll say it again. Don't want one-year contracts. Juju Smith-Schuster last year, one year. Voidable years after that, not interested. This isn't the, we need to put a team together to win for Ben in the waning years of Ben's career. Ben's gone. Ben's done. Now you think about the long term, the bigger picture down the road. You can't sign players to one year. It's just not worth it. Not in my opinion. You might think otherwise. I don't care. They need to spend their money wisely, not frivolously. That's going to be key when the new league year starts. The legal tampering period starts on March 14th with all those deals becoming official on March 16th of this year. And then you get to the draft, which is in April. You get to the NFL draft. And after the Senior Bowl this weekend and this whole week, Boy, was, everyone was talking about this. I honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure why. I don't remember this being such a talking point in the past. I know that the draft people loves the Senior Bowl. Maybe it's just the Steelers fans because they, they need a quarterback now. Now all of a sudden the fans are like, well, the Steelers need a quarterback, so we're going to pay attention to this draft class. And so whether it's Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Carson Strong, Kenny Pickett, I mean, I could go on. There were other quarterbacks down there. Sam Howell from North Carolina was another. I want the Steelers to be smart and think about the long term here in the draft as well. And when I bring up the quarterbacks, don't take a quarterback just to take a quarterback, especially in the first round. Especially in the first round. Pick 20 comes up. If Sam Howell's available and you're not in love with Sam Howell and you don't think Sam Howell is the future and that he's going to be the quarterback for the next four or five years, then don't take him. Don't take him. Don't just do that knee-jerk reaction, I'm going to take a quarterback because we need a quarterback. That's a stupid move. There's going to be value at 20. I've said that before. Round one, pick 20, there is going to be value. Don't take a quarterback just to take a quarterback. Build this roster with really good young talent. So you know you need offensive linemen. You know you need defensive linemen. You know that the linebacker, inside linebacker, is a position of need. You might need a safety with Terrell Edmonds on the going out, maybe going out and testing the free agent waters. And you're probably going to need some cornerback help as well. With all those positions still positions of need, the Steelers, like I said, cannot just take a quarterback because they need a quarterback. They technically have quarterbacks on the roster, quarterbacks that can give them an opportunity to win quarterbacks that have been in the system, I have no interest in them drafting a project in round one when they could get another player at another position with unbelievable value. Take the best player available. Don't draft by position. And to be honest with you, this is not like some me going after the Steelers. This is me basically saying that I don't think they normally do this. I can only think of one time in the Mike Tomlin era where they drafted maybe twice maybe twice, where they drafted by position and not best player available. I can think of the Artie Burns pick, and I think of the Terrell Edmonds pick. Artie Burns didn't pan out. We know that. Terrell Edmonds, I'd say, did. Played well, started a lot as a rookie, and has continued to play well. He's a solid 
safety. He's not setting the world on fire in any stretch of the imagination. But those are the only two times in the Tomlin era that I can think they drafted by position. Don't do it again this year, guys. Stick to the formula. Best player available. I don't care if it's a center. I don't care if it's a tackle. And it, it Maybe it is a quarterback. Then that's fine. But I'm not moving off of 20. Don't trade up and give away draft capital because you need those picks. You need every single pick that you have. If they only get one comp pick for the Bud Dupree, then that's fine. If they get two, that's great. Don't trade any of them away. We don't need to trade up. Stay where you are. If you're going to move, only move back. Only move back, get more draft picks, and then you can address things that way. So when you think about these three aspects that we just talked about, the salary cap space, the approach to free agency, and the approach to the NFL draft, the Steelers have to think about the long term, not the short term. Think about the fact that, again, this isn't a we need to try and build a championship team for Ben before he's done. He is done. Now it's time to build up a roster that you can win with a young quarterback. Go back to 2004, folks. Look at that roster. That roster was a really good offensive line, a, and a really good defense, and a running game. That's how you build a roster for a young quarterback. So if you know that that's going to be what's going to be, that, if you know that's what's going to be necessary to win, then that's what you do. That's how the Steelers did it then, and that's how they need to do it now. Start that building process by thinking about the long term. But we're going to dive into some scenarios when we come back right after this break. Stay tuned. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment. You know me, Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast. And we're talking about the approach to this 2022 offseason, how the Steelers cannot afford to be short-sighted. They can't think about just this year, and that has been the approach in the past. And that's fine. I understood it. I understood when you know you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, you want to do whatever you can to try and put a team together that can win right now. And I'm not suggesting that the Steelers are not trying to win right now. They will. But you also have to think about beyond this year. The goal is always to win it all. Art Rooney II says it. Mike Tomlin says it. The players echo it. They all parrot each other. But it's also to be competitive year in and year out. They need to address the now while also keeping the future as their primary focus. And yes, that can happen. You can think about now. Okay, we're drafting a player. We're getting a free agent. This player can help us now. But in a couple years, that's when we're going to really see the benefit of this player. And that's why I talked about I don't want one-year free agents. I want multiple-year contracts signed, players that have some years left 
and not players at the end of their at the end of their careers. So let's talk about some scenarios. I have five scenarios here, and I'm going to read the scenario, what the Steelers did in that scenario, and then would we be happy, or would I be happy, since I'm the one that's answering these, with the offseason playing out that way? Let's go with the first one. So the Steelers approach 2022, and they have Mason Rudolph as their quarterback. Now remember, Mason Rudolph only accounts towards $4 million dollars towards this year's salary cap. That's important to note when you're talking about spending and free agency. The Steelers choose to not draft a quarterback. Okay, so they're going in with Mason. They don't draft a quarterback, and they're building the roster through free agency. So they are essentially saying, we're not going to draft a quarterback. We're not in love with any of these guys. Malik Willis is probably Kenny Pickett. They're probably both gone before 20. So you're not drafting a quarterback. You're going to build the roster via free agents. You're going to go into this season with Mason as the quarterback. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I like this scenario. Now, if they draft a quarterback, let's say a Desmond Ritter or a Carson Strong is available in the second round, and he's there, and the Steelers are like, you know what? I think this kid, give him a year or two, could be pretty good. And you take him then, I'm fine with that. But I'm not trying to, just like I said, don't draft a quarterback just to draft one. In this scenario... Going into the year with Mason Rudolph, building the roster via free agency, getting some veteran linemen, both sides of the football. You save that draft capital. You don't get a quarterback, but you draft all the other positions that you want to target. I like it. I think this is a great scenario for the Steelers. It is what I hope they do. All right, let's go to the next one. Second scenario. In this scenario, the Steelers draft a quarterback in the first round. They decide to bring in one or two big-name free agents, and Mason is still going to be the quarterback in 2022. I'm not really crazy about this scenario. Kind of talked about it a little bit. I'm not crazy about them drafting a quarterback in the first round. If they do, I understand it, but I'm not crazy about it. If you bring in one or two big free agents, so this is you're picking the best tackle that's out there, the best center or the best defensive tackle, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you, and it's not going to give a lot of money to spend elsewhere. Remember what we talked about at the beginning of the show with cap space. The Steelers don't have a lot of players under contract right now. You're going to have to fill out your roster. You're not going to want to do that with James Pierre types. So this is why I don't like this scenario. You're going to waste a – let me rephrase that. You're not going to waste a first-round pick, but you're going to use a first-round pick on a quarterback that's not going to play because Mason Rudolph's going to start this year. And I don't think that any quarterback that is drafted this year should start right away. But in this regard, in terms of the long haul, I don't like this. And what I really don't like about this scenario, I don't like the Steelers signing one or two big free agents and putting a ton of money into those players. Don't like this scenario at all. Let's go to the third. This third scenario, the Steelers draft a quarterback on day two. They make wise free agent moves, not just getting one or two guys, big name free agents. And Mason is the quarterback. I like this scenario. I do. You've heard heard me say Mason is the quarterback for a lot of this. And and the reason being is that I think Mason Rudolph is going to be the starting quarterback for the Steelers this year. Whether you like it or not, if you have... If you kind of keep tabs on how the Steelers operate, you probably see this coming, right? You probably see this coming. So that's why I keep bringing it up. I'm not saying that I'm in love with it. I'm not saying I'm looking forward to it. I just see that's how it's going to work. 
Drafting a quarterback quarterback on day two, that's either rounds two or three. Okay, could live with that. Again, talked about maybe it's a Carson Strong, maybe it's a Ritter. You make wise free agent moves. You're talking about those, maybe not maybe not those day one free agents that you have to go get, but you're getting really good picks. Think about when they got Tyson Aluwalu. Get some players like that that have experience, that have some miles left on their tires that can really help your team. Get those type of players. Make wise free agent moves. I like this. You can get that quarterback that is going to be in your system, can learn it. Mason's going to be the quarterback anyways. And then maybe after year one, they're ready to take over, but we'll address that then. I like this scenario. All right, next scenario. This is number four. The Steelers make a trade for a quarterback. Now, now we're talking about they're making a trade. So we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. We might be talking about Russell Wilson. We might even be talking about any number of quarterbacks that are on the free agent market, but they don't draft a quarterback because of the trade, but because of the trade. So maybe it's a Jimmy Garoppolo even. They they don't have much money in free agency. Maybe it's a Kirk Cousins. Okay, Kirk Cousins, you're going to have to empty out like 23, uh, maybe it's even 28 million to pay that guy. I don't like this at all. Now, not drafting a quarterback is one thing. You address other needs in the draft, but I don't really like the fact that the Steelers would be trading for a quarterback because then they don't have a lot of money to spend elsewhere. How many times do I have to say it? The Steelers don't have a lot of players under contract right now. They don't have a full roster. You need to fill out those players, whether it's with your own or whether it's outside free agents, but either way, you need the money to do it. So I don't like this trading for a quarterback. You don't draft a quarterback is fine, but it leaves you kind of handcuffed in terms of the free agency market and what you can spend elsewhere. Not a fan of that scenario. Let's go to the last one. So the Steelers decide to save money without bringing in a new quarterback. So they're talking about we're not going to bring in even a Jacoby Brissett, which is something that ESPN predicted the Steelers to do. They're not making a trade for a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Kirk Cousins or an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson. They're not bringing in a Jameis Winston or anyone else like that. They're not a a Marcus Mariota. They are essentially saying we're going to go into this season with Rudolph, Haskins, and maybe they try to bring back Dobbs. I wouldn't even count him because he would cost so little for this team. But on top of that, they don't draft a quarterback. So they don't bring in a quarterback. They don't draft a quarterback. They decide we're going to build the roster via free agency in the draft, and that's not counting the quarterback position. So there's a lot of people out there that would say, I don't like this at all, Jeff. I don't like this scenario. I don't like going into this season with just the quarterbacks that are on the roster now. I don't like not drafting a quarterback, maybe missing out on a future player. I don't like building the roster is one thing, but my goodness, if you don't have a quarterback, you can't win. I like this scenario. I actually do. Because if you're not in love with a quarterback in the draft, don't take him. Don't take him. If you have even the slightest hint of, is this player going to work out, then don't waste the pick. Don't waste the pick. And use the money that you have to fill out the rest of your roster. Use the draft to fill out the rest of your roster. And then you can address the quarterback after that. The only hesitation I have with this scenario is that if you have a quarterback that you deem to be a good, capable quarterback but needs some time to develop, you're missing out on them gaining this year of experience. So I I brought up some names earlier. You could talk about the big-name quarterback. Maybe it's a Sam Howe. We'll use his name. ESPN also predicted the Steelers to draft him in the pick number 20 in round one. 
So let's say you do get Sam Howe. Sam Howe's going to get to learn the, the whole process, become a pro. He's going to learn for a year. He's probably going to sit and watch. And then in year two is when you would be expected to make that jump. With this scenario, you don't have that quarterback that sat for a year and ready to make that jump. Mason Rudolph's not under contract after next season. And you're wondering, what are they going to do? That's my only hesitation with this scenario. So when you look at these five scenarios, the one thing I don't want them to do is exactly what I talked about in the first half of the show. Spending money frivolously, whether it's trading for a quarterback, whether it's bringing in one or two really big-name free agents, just don't do it. Think about the long-term. Every one of these scenarios kind of outlines exactly my thought process. Now You might be out there thinking differently, but I think this is the best way for the Steelers to not just remain competitive, but to be competitive and to vie for championships down the road. That's what this is about, folks. The Steelers' way is about winning. It's about winning football games, being competitive, and having your name in the, ha- in the, in the hat, in the mix, getting a, getting a ticket to the dance, when it matters the most, and that's the playoffs. I think if they follow these simple guidelines, which seem so elementary and so basic, they will be able to do that. They'll be able to remain competitive, and they will be able to be a team to be reckoned with, both in the division and the AFC, for years to come. And that's what we should want. I don't want to hear about Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and, oh, they're going to be be tough to deal with. The the Steelers have, have someone to deal with every year. I mean, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Oh, we're going to have to deal with Lamar for all those years. Are people still saying that? I mean, he's still an electri- He's still a very electrifying player, but are people still saying that? People said, oh, the Browns with Baker Mayfield. We're going to have to deal with him for years. Are, are we really still saying that? Pump the brakes on this stuff. Worry about building up the Steelers roster. If they do it the right way through free agency, not being frivolous with their money, they'll be just fine. They'll be just fine. Yes, the draft, how they handle the quarterback position is going to be very interesting, but if they handle it the right way, they could be setting themselves up for long-term success and not being short-sighted. All right, that was a lot. That was a lot to get through, and I hope I got my point across. I hope I got what I think the Steelers need to do this offseason. I hope that was conveyed. If you want to talk about this more, you can follow me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. And I will be glad to talk to you about this if you dif- have a differing opinion. That's fine. I'd love to talk about it. Find me on Twitter. And speaking of which, if you find me on Twitter, make sure on Tuesday you're ready for that mailbag tweet that will be out there. And I'll, I want to always field your questions. And I'll answer that on Wednesday. And on Wednesday, a little teaser here. A little teaser here. The headline for Wednesday is going to be about one of my favorite Steeler players of all time. Here's a hint. He was a former quarterback at Georgia. Here's a hint. He loved to smile a lot. Here's a hint. Keith Rivers will never forget him. You should know who it is by now. That's going to be Wednesday, so make sure you check it out. But I'm done for today. I'm done for the day. I'm excited to see what the Steelers do here in the coming weeks. Make sure BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. Wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, so that you don't miss a thing. That's it for me as we always finish it out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great day. We'll see you on Wednesday. Go Steelers. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.